This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Yo, I think I need your advice. My car broke down last night. In my bank account, so now my car got towed, so I don't even have my own ride. Why is everything always so complex? Don't really know what to do next, so I'll email two guys, cause I know they're wise. And you know they'll be funny, funny, funny. It won't cost you money, money, money. It's if I were you, show. Starring these two dudes, yo. Goes by the pinch. His name is Jacob, starring Amir. Shmuel's his name. It's your favorite Jews, though. It's if I were you, show starts I know that song. I used to like that song a lot. What a song is? Do you think it's based off of? Uh, it's that song that's like it's all about the money, money. <laughs> yeah. Not about the yeah. I guess yeah, it's, but I don't know what it's called or anything else. It's called Price else. Tag by Jesse J. Oh, very good. And that's very very good. And that's Jacob K. Hmm. Uh, a sequel, if you will, on the guitar, trombone, and his voice. So thanks, Jacob K. Thank you, sir. It's like the Jason Mrazataz version of Price Tag by Jesse J. <laughs> Jason Mrazmataz. It's that. <laughs> you think he ever goes by that? <laughs> the Jason Mrazmataz. Yeah. God. He really deserves that. In fact, I'm wearing a fedora today in honor of the Jason Mrazmatazification. An opened up, buttoned down, hemp sandals <laughs> and a fedodo. <laughs> Or was Jason Mraz in O2? Not at the O2 Kids Choice Awards. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> I have weird style icons. <laughs> um, this is if I were you, the only advice podcast on the web, hosted by us. I'm Amir. I am Jake. How's the weather in New York City? Um, you know what? Today was actually the the interesting combo of sunny and cold. Mm. Bright, bright light, hurt your eyes, sun shining in your face, but it's 30 degrees. I see. And it's blustery. <laughs> it's windy, cold, clear, bright. 
hurts your eyes, hurts the skin, but goddamn, does it feel good to be alive. <laughs> so if you're inside and you're just staring out, you're like, oh, I can, my brain can convince myself that it's a nice day out. Yes, I've finally, we've reached the stage in the winter where I stop judging the weather based on what I think it looks like outside. It usually happens around December. Like, you, I'm, you can't be fooled anymore. Yeah, because kind of like through November, you know, you can still have those 60-degree days. It'll happen. So you're like, oh, I can get away with a light jacket today. I can, I could even do like a hoodie today. Yeah. So, but then there's a couple of days that really rock you where you go outside and you're like, you thought it was nice, but no, the wind's blowing through your khakis. <laughs> you needed the long johns. Do you... You need boots. Do you, do you check the weather on your app or you just open a window and see? I, I, that's like the first thing I do in the morning. Um, I look at the weather on, on my phone. Do you think most people do that or most people are like, whatever, it's like cold or it's hot, I'll deal with it? That's a good question. I feel like it's like 50% of people look at the, I mean, is the question look at the weather first thing or look at the weather in general before they leave? Yeah, look at the weather in general before they leave. 70% of people, I think, look at the weather in general before they leave. And 30% are like, I'll just wear a jacket and we'll see what happens. Yeah, but I, of that 30%, you think there's some people that are like, well, I don't look at the weather because I open a window. I bet there's people that do that too. I also open a window every once in a while. I'm talking about someone who just doesn't even care about how warm or cold right. it is outside. So who, the the question is, I mean, the, the breakdown is people who look, people who feel, and people who do nothing, who guess. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you're at 60% lookers, 10% feelers. 30 no 20 percent feelers uh 20 percent don't give a shitters got it and like in terms of like future rain they'll just be like all right that'll happen or it won't like i don't know if it's raining at three whatever i don't i mean i never i look at the daily forecast sometimes if it's like sometimes i'll look at the weekend forecast but i don't i'm not like I don't look at like the weekly forecast to be like, oh, all right, I, I better be ready because it's going to rain on Thursday. Right. You know, that's that's a game time thing. And what about umbrellas? Do you ever use it? I don't ever use an umbrella. So it's pouring rain out. What's your game plan there? I have a car in New York City. So if it's pouring rain out, first of all, if it's really pouring, I won't leave my apartment. Like, why would I have to? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Like, what if you have yeah. like plans to go to Connecticut? I'll cancel. Oh, no. I mean, plans to go to Connecticut. I have a car. So I'll just walk to the car. The car is usually within a block. So it's easy. Got it. Uh, I have a rain jacket. I'll wear that. I'll run to the car. I'm good. I'm there. And why are you, why are you anti umbrella? Well, I'm not anti. I just don't think, I don't, I've never like been able to hang on to an umbrella i think an umbrella once it's done protecting you becomes a pretty inconvenient device you have to place it somewhere it's kind of sopping wet it's a bad shape and it doesn't feel natural in your hand you can't put it in a bag because it's so wet and then later on it stops raining and you just have to walk home kind of holding a weird little rolled up bag and that's not good to feel that way do you have an so do you have an umbrella in your apartment? Jill has one. Jill has two. Of course. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. She uses an umbrella. She's smart. 
and some, she uses an umbrella. Yeah, and sometimes you'll like sort of huddle under hers so like she can use it, but then it's not your umbrella, so you don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Oh, that that's perfect. Yeah. If if I can just like duck my head under Jill's umbrella for <laughs> for the brief period that we're walking in the car, that's all I need. Yeah. And then she's off. She takes the umbrella to work. I might have to walk a block in the rain, but what's that? That's fine. I can usually find a stranger with an umbrella that will let me walk with them for a block hand in hand. Right. So that seems like you're sort of, this is not unlike your flu shot theory. You'll just freeload from person to person without actually doing the work yourself. That's right. I am a pest. I'm a locust, a cockroach. You're a virus attaching yourself to the host. I am a host. virus. Indeed. Uh, and, that, remember, and, the, and for you, the weather the weather is just the same every single day, so you don't really have to think about it. Yeah, but I'm still looking at like you know when will it rain? What day, what day of the week is it going to rain? I'll I'm I'm always the first to know. Like oh, it's raining on Sunday, even though it's Tuesday. You give a shit yeah. that far out? Yeah. What do you what what do you what do you like get? What's the practical thing of, of having that knowledge? It's Tuesday morning. Yeah. And you know it's going to rain on Sunday. Yeah. I'm like, I know that there's a storm coming. So whenever there's a lull in a conversation, I'm telling the person, by the way, we're supposed to get two inches of rain on Sunday. And if somebody's and like, they'll be like, yeah, I don't know. Is that a lot? Is that a lot? <laughs> well, for example, two winters ago, we only got five inches of rain. So what do you think? Two inches on a Sunday. That seems like a lot to me. And they're like, yeah, I guess, man. Hey, don't talk to me anymore. I, this isn't a pleasant conversation. So you use the information to like have less friends. That's your practical use for it. Yeah. You like... I'll, I'll alienate a waiter or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. But I'm also, I'm also intrigued as to how much rainfall in inches Los Angeles gets. You like to keep track of that. Do you know how much rainfall we got last year? A lot. We got about like between 19 and 20 inches, which is a lot in LA. That was, a, that was good for the drought. That was a drought buster. <laughs> and this year we've got like three or four inches. So it's been pretty rainy, but not incredibly wet yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I can see how waiters are like, yeah, I have another table I have to Yeah, and then I'm going to New York to. tomorrow. And it's supposed to rain tomorrow in New York. Did you know that? It's supposed to rain. I This is one of the rare times that I looked at the weekend forecast because we got shit to do, Yeah, you and I. Uh, so, we, so yeah, I saw that it's raining tomorrow and on Saturday. Okay, good. And you know when we go to Atlanta on Sunday, uh, it's going to be raining on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday in Atlanta too. You know that? I did not know that. Yeah, so wherever but, we go, there's this sort of a cloud, literally that, raining actually, on our parade. Yeah, that bones me out in a small way because I I was kind of looking forward to gallivanting around Atlanta because I like that city so very much. Yeah, in a sunny fashion. Yeah, but I suppose now we'll just have to Uber and Lyft yeah. to the various establishments that we'll be visiting and and the folks that we'll be hanging with. Do you think Skeets is going to party with us? <laughs> Yeah, as as long as he has an umbrella, we should definitely party with him. I'd be down to meet up if he has a raincoat or or if he has an umbrella on the day. <laughs> boots. So you'll show up with. Do you have duck boots <laughs> tied around your air your flyknit sneakers? Mm -hmm. um, all right, enough about the weather. God, you're so fucking boring. Who cares? This is a podcast about the weather now. I wish. Uh, this is actually, like I said earlier, if I were you, an advice show. So let's try to answer some questions. People are in sticky situations. They need our advice. I don't blame them. We know what we're I'm talking ready. about. Damn, we pros. Um, 
Here's an insane situation that a 28-year-old finds himself in. Um, we'll call him uh, Joe Montana. Okay, nice. Here's the thing. My girlfriend and I have recently opened our relationship up so that she could explore her attraction to women. Aside from the small growing pains, things have been going really well. My partner and I now each have our own girlfriends, and we have gotten <laughs> particularly close to my partner's girlfriend and her husband. Are you with me so far? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Him and his girlfriend both have girlfriends, and him and his girlfriend is into his new girlfriend and his new girlfriend's husband, of course. All right. We Jesus. See, we see each other often and have started a really good D Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Congrats. <laughs> Here's where things get tricky, though. <laughs> Here, now it's about to get tricky. So far, it's fine. Mm -hmm. My partner has expressed the desire to have a threesome with her girlfriend and I, which we are all into. The husband doesn't have a problem with it, and he's even encouraged it. He had made it very clear that it's not a quid, quid pro quo situation, so no obligation to swing. Up until no, a while ago, it all seemed like it was going to go off without a hitch until the husband expressed a desire to leave his job. You see, I run a ski shop, and I told him uh, he could start working with me. He starts on Monday, and on Thursday, I'm supposed to go out on a date with my partner and his wife. So here's my question. Is it wrong for me to bone my new employee's wife? He's already given me pretty much the green light, but... This is going to compromise our work, but is this going to compromise our work relationship? Obviously, I want to have the threesome, but I also want my employee to be happy, and I don't want to have negative tension hanging over everything. So what do you think? Should I seize the cheese and slay this three-headed, two-pussied beast, or should I take a cold shower and decline the offer? Okay. Thanks. Um, I want to have it all, but I don't want to burn any bridges. All right. Um, interesting. I he's a good boss. The fact that he cares about his employees this much, you know, like it's absolutely the kind of guy I'd want porking my wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a situation. I'm. I guess. I mean, it seems fine. Like you, you got to also remember that you gave this guy the job, so it's like you did him a solid there. It's not like you're a mean boss and he works for you, and you're like. Uh, giving it, giving him too much shit to do, making him stay late, making him work the weekends, and then you're gonna have sex with his wife. You know, like that's right. He left his job. You did him a favor. You got him a new one at a ski shop. Sounds pretty chill. So now he's he's already he's he's got to come up. You know, like he's he's doing good. Yeah. And would you would you <laughs> would you feel weird? Um, seeing this guy after going on some sort of thrinder date with his wife and your partner? Not any weirder than I would seeing him at the Dungeons and Dragons table being like, <laughs> uh, does a 16 hit? <laughs> <laughs> I fucked your wife. I know you don't care, but it's kind of bizarre that I got to fuck your wife. Yeah, so I, th I mean, if you can, if you feel like it's also fucking, it's just part of the lifestyle. This is like, this is one of the little growing pains that you're, that you're talking about, you know? Yeah. Would you be, would you be down to be part of this arrangement? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't at all. It doesn't seem, this does not seem, I'm glad that it works for him. I'm glad that it works for some people. 
it does not feel like a liberating situation to me to like have a, a weird little intricate friend group whose feelings I have to care about a lot <laughs> and whose like sexual preferences I have to know and understand and respect at all times. <laughs> like it's hard enough having one partner. It sounds like all of these partners have two partners and some of them have three and they all share with each other. So like Joe knows how Dan knows how Tom knows how Jen knows how Ashley all feels at what time. It just it's a lot of stress and anxiety to me. <laughs> it's yeah, it's hard to find. How, how do they find this many people that are down? Like it seems like these are rare people, but now there's like five of them in this edible arrangement. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't like it. I on on some level, I like the idea of fucking whoever I want, right? I that's cool fundamentally. But, yeah, but what hap- What this situation? This is not that. This isn't that at all. He's already talking about how he's not sure he should fuck this other person. That's right. Like this isn't open relationship anymore. This is just a. This is a, this is a what what's what's a better word? Like it's not open. This is um a jar. Or <laughs> is it a jar? Or it's it, it's well it's it's closed but there's more pieces to it. Yeah. It's like uh instead of completely open it's like uh there's multiple slightly open doors. What actually you know what it is? It's like a relationship is a room where the the door is closed and and an open relationship like this one is a room where the doors are still closed. There's just 19 people in there. And you're like, oh, Charlie, may I touch Becky's hair? <laughs> I'll see you at work tomorrow at the ski shop. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it doesn't, It's. it seems like it's uh, a lot to handle. All right. But this guy shouldn't um, be extra cautious with the fact that he works with his new girlfriend's husband. Um, that's not related to the partner who's also down to have a threesome with the new girlfriend. Yeah. Or I mean, like, if you're going to be extra careful, be extra careful across the board. Like, it seems like everything's already set up and, and going. Like, you might as well have this threesome. You're doing everything else. God, can you imagine being the husband that's, like, on the outside of a threesome and then you go to work at the ski shop and... The guy comes in with a fucking shitty grin. <laughs> How's the powder out there? How's the powder? And <laughs> and uh, did you pork my wife? <laughs> yeah, I mean, last night was a blast. I fucking love this arrangement. Can you restock the beanies for me? I can restock the beanies, and and I think we're out of fingerless gloves. You might want to grab the catalog. Did <laughs> did she ride you, or yeah. was it more of an okay fuck? <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to say that she had had done that. Um, do we have these boots in an eleven? And <laughs> and how many times did you guys fuck? <laughs> yeah, I think we do have those. Check the back, and it's hard to say. Like, and how the many times? times. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say because it was just like one long fucking sex party. <laughs> okay, so we have an eleven in this, but. Okay, and and in terms of the anal, <laughs> you're fired for yelling anal. I'm sorry, I'm still gonna fuck your wife, but you can't yell that in the ski shop. 
that I'm not restocking the beanies, man. That's fine. Jesus Christ, what a complicated situation. I want in. I want in badly. You, you, would you do it? You would, ne- you would never. I can't imagine a world. I'm uh, Sorry, no one would ever with you is what I meant to say. But <laughs> would you? I think if I did it, it would be like with a new girlfriend that I wasn't very attached to. I wouldn't do it with like a current girlfriend that I was already in love with. Right. Like if somebody. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Like maybe Did I you, would be the third person that's like, whoa, this is a crazy, exciting system you guys all have going on. Right. You have way less to lose. Yeah. Would you, would you if there were, if two people were married and they wanted to bring you in as the third. <laughs> would I be the third for a married couple? Yeah. You would absolutely. I just can imagine you rec- you would wreck a marriage for sure. I've already ruined a mafia game. <laughs> it would be that except for a union yeah. <laughs> I would feel much worse about the marriage that I ruined A mafia game, that comes and goes Yeah, I don't even think that one was your fault I'll ruin a game night, but I don't want to ruin a game marriage <laughs> I assumed I was being the third for a homosexual couple named Brad and Tony uh, Yeah, but Tony goes by Ant <laughs> That's cool, alright, I'm in Cool uh, all right, let's take a break. Thanks to the sponsors, and we'll come back with more questions and answers after this. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. um no they do have a lot more than that it's uh it's a it's they have 24 7 award-winning customer support they have very simple drag and drop technology you can code you can design Mm -hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works you can sell you can launch and sell product from squarespace that's right you can even purchase a domain name through squarespace for example jake what can people purchase boneheader.com boneheader it's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. 
yeah, it's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of move, you know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm -hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness, it's nah. a It's an anti-movement, really. No, it's that's a non-movement movement. Is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement uh, seems I'll like it should be. I'll have to check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's more fitness, of a fitnessnah.com. Nah. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a fitnessnah <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we're back. Jake, do you have any... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i do you can listen to my boy me amir blumenfeld yeah on punch up the jam punch up the jam baby yeah this was a fun one when i was in new york a couple weeks ago i was on miel's punch up the jam podcast full disclosure it is a headgum podcast mm -hmm. but it's a good one that being said yeah uh sh we dissect my favorite song hook by blues traveler that's right and then I assign her with a way of making it better. And I say, the song's perfect to me. It's flawless. I have no notes. I guess the one thing that would make it better would be to make it about the Lakers. And then she did it. It ends. The, the end of the episode is her doing the Blues Traveler uh, hook, fast, rappy part of the song, uh, but about the Lakers this year. Did you hear it? Oh my, no, I have not heard it yet. Did you, God, did you love that? that yes, I like did. Truly perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I did love it a lot. What does she say when she says, suck it in, suck it in, suck it in, if you're Rin Tin Tin? <laughs> well, I don't want to spoil it for you. You're going to have to listen to the podcast. Fine. Um, but I think I also put it on my Twitter if you want a sneak preview of it. That's probably exactly what I'll do. But I'll listen to the whole entire episode, too. Because it's a good-ass show. It's a good-ass show, and that was a great-ass ep. And I was, I was, it was very fun because she hated the song, so she was constantly asking me about it, and I was constantly defending it telling her that like yeah this part's great yes i love that part too no i don't think that part's cheesy i think it's all good and did you it is like i mean it's it's an it's a notoriously bad song i it, i would think i is it i didn't know that because I don't, I, isn't it, I <laughs> when i was growing up i loved it and my friends loved it too but we were all 11 so i don't know if it was notoriously good right. or bad i guess i don't remember now either but like i always thought it was bad like the I, it's not even catch it catchy to me <laughs> this is what the podcast episode is about exactly Does how she catchy say it's is not it? is it it's not the hook <laughs> Ew, i hate it whoa don't ruin it fine okay um yeah i i do feel like there's a there was another song on punch up the jam that they did um that i was like wait that's an unpunchable jam that song is perfect crash into me yeah it's like that's 
what is how could that song possibly be improved it couldn't be did they? dave's the goat i believe uh they they did their best i don't know if they fucking did because i think the song's perfect of course so what you feel about crashing to me is what i feel about hook by blues traveler mm-hmm. that makes sense um all right we got a few christmas related questions nice happy holidays brother uh, yeah anyway oh, i this... mean merry christmas sorry what's <laughs> What was the outcome of the war on Christmas? I know it's over, but I don't know who won. You won. Really? Yeah, you won. So now we say happy holidays instead. How cool is that? That's awesome. Take that, Christmas. (laughs) Uh, All right. Um, This is a 23-year-old lady who's living at home with her mom. So we'll call her... um, Cindy Lou Who? Who? Cindy Lou Who. Cindy Lou Who. Is that a Christmas reference? Yeah, dude. She was the girl on the Grinch from the Grinch. He stole Christmas. Well, from everyone, but specifically Cindy Lou Who is the one that kind of caught his ass. Okay. So Cindy Lou Who writes, Christmas is around the corner and I have a decision to make regarding spending Christmas with my mom and sister or with my boyfriend and his brother. My mom isn't really into Christmas, so I don't think she'd mind, but I also don't want to leave her all alone with just my annoying older sister. But it would technically be my first Christmas with my boyfriend, and he loves Christmas and wants to hold it at his apartment. So where should I spend my Christmas morning? Thanks, love, Cindy Luhu. It's it's a rite of passage that you start spending your Christmases with your significant others. That's like, that happens. And then if all goes well, you you marry them you have kids and then you start having the christmases all back together again you if you love something let it go if it comes back to you it's yours and that's what you have to tell your mom (laughs) this is a good um sort of microcosm as to why like i dislike this time of year is because of all the logistical nightmares and i always feel like i'm pissing someone off disappointing someone letting someone down giving the wrong gift, going to the wrong place, figuring out the schedule, traveling, it's cold weather. I'd prefer to fast forward to January 4th. Yeah, well, you are you are a Grinch. I'm surprised you didn't lo- you know Cindy Lou Who because you, st- you stole Christmas. I'm, the real Grinch doesn't even know about the Grinch movie. That's, uh, I guess that's probably accurate. So that's if right. If there is a real Grinch. Although it is... So you don't... It is easier when you're Jewish dating a non-Jew or the other way around because then it's like oh christmas with the non-jewish family yeah that's true uh, jill's family doesn't do anything for christmas and i get to just just do her with family christmas that's right you still kind of nice um but then the problem is my mom's birthday is the day after christmas so then it's like okay i can spend i can spend christmas with the non-jewish girlfriend if necessary but then i might be not in los angeles so we have to fly during december 25th day or the day after and that makes it even a bigger headache yeah i don't know i like i i just love the holidays in general i like any like mandated family time i think that's i think it's nice thanksgiving that's that's the perfect amount you got a long weekend it's still not freezing cold end of november why are we all coming back together four weeks later and doing it again because it was so fun the first time and the thanksgiving food is bad so like, Whoa. it's nice to come back and just get presents and you don't really have to worry about the meal. <laughs> I don't want mashed potatoes, mother. Stick my stocking filled with joy. I think Christmas, Thanksgiving has too many like regimented um, traditions. It's like 
you have to make turkey, you have to make pie, you have to like, there's just, there's too much and every everyone does it the same. I think Christmas is like, there's so many different traditions that you can kind of make it your own. That's, you can carol, you can just sit around the tree, you can uh, make cookies or uh, rice, sit by the fire, you can make rice if you want to, you can make rice if you want to. <laughs> You can leave Santa behind. Everyone's caroling and you're singing that behind a piano that's not tuned. Because <laughs> Jews don't rice, and if they don't rice, then they're no friends of Santa. Uh, nice. We're going to do Jingle Bell next. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> Jingle rice. Jingle rice. Wait outside. Wait the fuck the outside. did I do? <laughs> Silent rice. Holy rice. See, you can make Christmas anything you want. That's why it's the goat. And you get presents at the end of the fucking day, don't you? Have you ever gotten Have you ever have you ever gone to a Christmas tree <laughs> thing and done that whole thing of like choosing a tree and wrapping it in a net and bringing it home? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. As an adult? Yes. Really? You've gotten a tree? Yeah. Where'd you put it? Where did I put the tree? Yeah. My in my parents' living room. Oh, I see. But like not like I'm living here now and I'm going to get a tree and put it in my house. Jill would never allow that to happen. She's a Grinch in the same fashion that you are. <laughs> but even before Jill, you never like, I'm going to get a tree just for me. Yeah. I usually, I mean, I usually spend like the full two weeks before Christmas at home. So it's, it's never made sense for me to like get a tree. Cause you really just want it to be there on Christmas and it's nice to see it. But like, if I'm, I'm not going to like get a tree for five days just to let it die while I go home. All right. If I had like kids one day and I and we're doing Christmas like at my house and like I'll definitely definitely do a tree. Let me ask you about the process since I've never done it. Okay. You go to the tree place. Are those trees Yeah. planted in the ground or they've already been sliced and diced and they're being propped up dead? There's all different kinds. There are some places where the trees have already been cut down. They're already wrapped up even and you just point to a tree, you pick it up, it it goes home with you. Okay. Uh, then there's some that are like out there on display. You're like, this is the one. They wrap it up for you. They put it in the car. They send you home. Then there's some where you, it's a tree farm. You walk out, you grab a saw, you Whoa. walk out, you choose your tree, you cut it, it down yourself and bring it back. I've done that before too. That's that's really fun. That's very tradish. That's, that's the original. You're literally fucking sawing a tree down at its bark. That's if you're if you really love Christmas, that's the kind of shit you do. If you're doing like hot cocoa, uh, decorating the tree. If you've got like the box of ornaments, <laughs> you put the star on top. You've got the stockings. You uh, you string in popcorn. That's for that level. Gingerbread man cookie type shit. That's that level. <laughs> that's that train around the tree. That's that cut your own fucking tree down on a farm shit. Okay, so you, you know? cut the tree down. You bring it home. How's that tree standing up? You get a Christmas tree stand. What's the Christmas tree it's, stand? It's a big, like, uh, aluminum uh, or metal uh, saucer. It kind of, it looks, it, I guess it looks like a big planter. And you put the tree in there. There's like a little clamp uh, that you screw in to stand it upright. Stabilize the tree. Stabilize the tree. And then it just stands right up in the corner. But that, it's, that tree is It's dead, basically right? in a big metal planter. Uh, you, I think, I mean, the tree is dying. It's not like 
it's but it's a, it's alive. You put water in there. It's oh, like really? A, it's like a plant that you can keep alive for a few weeks. Got it. What's the going rate for a solid six foot tree? Over under a hundred bucks. I was. I'm actually not sure off the top of my head. Uh, I think it's it's under a hundred. I guess I would guess like seventy nine bucks. It's pretty good for a tree. I don't know if I'm right to be honest with you though. Yeah, could be way more than that. Mm-hmm. I guess you're any other questions your daddy usually pays for the tree right um I mean I usually do but I couldn't I'm sort of a piece of shit so like I couldn't even tell you like how much my breakfast cost this morning I don't really look That's at really that cool. I'm a I'm a oh no this the average Christmas the average price for a living Christmas tree was $63 last year it rose to $73 this year That's okay cool. so yeah I was actually pretty fucking close is that, what your, is that what your family does, the slicing and, di- slicing and dicing, or do they have the plastic kind? We did the slicing and dicing when we were younger. But, I mean, now we – now I don't even know if we got a tree last year, actually, like because the kids are so spread out. This year – no, we, we actually did get a tree last year. We, we just pick it up at Home Depot, though. We do the easiest thing. Sounds pretty – sounds pretty magical. <laughs> oh, and you get the gifts yeah. and, from Santa. Gifts well yeah gifts from santa stockings that's That's beautiful um you just sort of sing with your family yeah we sing with the family i love my old old man hates to sing (laughs) sorry to hear that yeah we never had a tree growing up (laughs) yeah well uh do you he had a pig skin go long amir he used to say whipped it past the back of my head (laughs) I'm really sorry to hear that. That sounds awful. Do you want to, do you want to spend the Christmas with my family this year? Is that no, weird? my dad like, wouldn't allow that. <laughs> I'd miss the big game with him. He's a huge Alabama football fan. Roll Tide, he used to tell me. I think you are making it seem like you were some kind of like high school or college athlete <laughs> who was forced to play football against his will. And I just, you're not very athletic at all. You you would have never ever never made it to first string. <laughs> first string <laughs> never made it to second string either <laughs> what I was, string did uh, you make it to yeah i was a backup oboe player in the uh in the band the jewish choir the Jew- okay and your dad would throw footballs at you <laughs> not footballs um what's it called plates pigskin you called it a pigskin so it was no, it's like i'm confused that he would throw like a porcelain Plates plate, you. like a porcelain, like whatever you eat out of. Like it's dinner time, you're getting, what is that called? The saucer. Yeah, I mean, it's called a plate. Yeah, he used to whiz that by me, Frisbee style. He used to you didn't, nick did, me in the back a, of the head. Right, I was going to say, if you didn't know what plates were called, then I, I guess a bunch of them must have hit you in the head. I'd love to try that hot cocoa you were talking about. What is that, like uh, like chocolate, but like a drink that's warm to have it? <laughs> Wait, hey, dude, your dad's behind you. Look out. <laughs> Wing. <laughs> um, no, it all sounds great. It all sounds magical. Hanukkah's fun too, but what are you gonna do? Hanukkah's great. I love Hanukkah. That's a that's a that's a great one too. Uh, actually, speaking of Hanukkah, we have a question from a 25 year old Israeli. Nice. Yeah, that's Hanukkah. So that's fe- Hanukkah. Uh, we'll call her Shoshana because that's an Israeli name. 25 year old Shoshana writes. First, though, I'd like to offer both of my cats as godchildren to Jake. I'll let you know that I named one of them after his D&D character's father, Balnor, in great honor and respect. Balnor, you better show him some respect. <laughs> Put some respect on Balnor's name, Blumenfeld. Sorry. 
All right. Bal- what did I say, Balnor? You said Balnor, and it's Balnor. <laughs> and he doesn't have a canonical last name, you little piece of shit. So you better respect that, too. <laughs> now to my issue at hand. I'm flying over to Berlin next week all by myself to party at lesbian clubs and for a concert by J.I.D., a rapper from Atlanta. Tight. It's a dream come true, as most of my favorite artists never get to Israel, so I'm wondering how to make this trip unforgettable and actually meet him, get a selfie, and maybe give him a gift. Maybe that's too much. How do I get his attention? Do I arrive after or before the opening at the venue to hope to catch him? Do I get to go backstage? Do I throw myself on stage? Should I wait around till afterwards? How do I get his attention? Help. Toda and happy <laughs> Hanukkah. Love Shoshana. All right. So she's, she lives in Israel. Someone's coming. Who's, the, who's going to Israel? J, no, J.I.D. is going to Berlin where she's also oh. going to be. Oh, I see. She's All going right. to a Berlin club to see a DJ or a rapper. I see. I would not go there early. Stay late. They've got to leave the club at some point. Yeah. We and you like, just got to stay. We experienced this like in a small extent with our live shows. Like we try to meet people after the show who got like a meet and greet pass. But then afterwards we just walk outside and there's usually like, you know, five to 30 people who are just hanging out waiting yeah. to catch us for free. Right. And that's how you game the system. You just told everyone the goddamn cheat code. Well, the problem but is sometimes they don't. If like, you're That way, it's kind of a crapshoot because sometimes we don't go out that way. Right. If, I mean, if you're really famous, I don't know how famous this guy is, but like if you're really famous, you have a handler in like a car waiting for you and they whisk you away. Right. So you don't they, get to do You that. and I are, yeah, we're fucking D-list celebrities. So they're like, your show's over. Call a fucking Uber. Bye. Yeah. You know? We have to wait outside by ourselves. You remember that one time that bouncer kicked you <laughs> Kicked you out into the alleyway in a puddle. <laughs> no, where? I just performed here, sir. <laughs> he threw me out DJ Jazzy Jeff style, like I was trying to sneak into the backstage area that I belonged in. You signed your last autograph. He picked you up by the collar of your of your shirt and the small of your back. Said, "Who do you know here, bro?" I was like, "Who do I know here? I am here." You turned to me, I shook my head, no, and he tossed you through the saloon-style doors right into a dust bowl. <laughs> uh, so this lady, I don't, yeah, I don't know how popular J.I.D. is either. Is he going to be the kind of guy who's just hanging out after the show or not? Yeah, I mean, I think no matter what, you kind of got to just hope to catch him afterwards. And if you try to get backstage, and maybe you can't, but maybe you can at least give him a gift, give him a note. Sometimes people will bring um, presents that people leave for us backstage also. So yeah. like that's a possibility. So this guy is... I would uh, do that. This guy has a million followers on Instagram. He's pretty popular. I see. So here's what you have to do instead. Uh, just try to enjoy the moment of being there at the show with everyone else. It's already really cool that you're from Israel. This guy's from the States. You guys are going to go to, you're going to be at the same show at Berlin. You'll have an awesome time. That's enough. That's really, really good. And actually, that's enough. It'll be unforgettable. And it will be bad, unforgettable, if you try to give him a present and you can't. So you might as well just commit to to what you have under your control, which is have a really good time. Yeah. No expectations. Um, That's my new answer. All right. Last question. Okay. Uh, This guy who will call Sandy Koufax um, writes, I've got a query only a chipmunk and a man with crab claws can possibly solve. 
Hey. I've, been, I've been sexting with this girl, and we were planning on, quote, hanging out pretty soon. But I've recently discovered she has a fairly large bush. <laughs> this is a huge turnoff for me. So is there any way I can hint at her to shave it before hanging out without being called a total DB? Also, if you were me, would you still hook up or not? Love, your boy, Sandy Koufax. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. You don't get to tell people what they do with their pubes. Unfortunately for you, how intense is this sexting that he already knows about this before they've hung out? Maybe there's pics being exchanged. Oh wow! So unless got- she's describing in detail, um, you thrust your hand through my massive bush. <laughs> it's like, wait, <laughs> um, you took me out of the moment, babe. Yeah, I mean you can't do anything. There's not anything to do. You either get over it or you don't or you don't hook up with her. Yeah. And that's fine. Especially not for the first time. Maybe if you guys have a loving relationship and start talking about grooming habits, you can get to it eventually, but you haven't even met this person yet. Yeah. You're gonna need to to learn to love the bush. Yeah, maybe that'd be that that would be the greatest gift of all. You talk about like what should I get my friend for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever. The idea that you can gift someone with some sort of certificate the ability to love the bush, I think even (laughs) for a young man to give his mommy, that would be such an amazing gift. (laughs) Anyway, Mrs. Hurwitz, thanks for letting me spend (laughs) Christmas with you guys. I don't know if I can really put this into a stocking, but... um. My gift. I might be able to put it into a song. (laughs) Love the bush. Love the bush. (laughs) My dad throws a play to you. (laughs) It was worth it. It was finally worth it. Jake, hit it. (laughs) Love the bush. Love that rice. Eat it nice. <laughs> Eating bushes, lots of lice. <laughs> hey, nice. <laughs> Imagine having crabs during Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm really fucking high. I don't know what to tell yeah, you. Yeah, no. Like, I tried I to tell. hide it. <laughs> you did an edible before this one. You were sleeping for our, during our, our mid-show break. You took a two and a half minute power nap, you said. <laughs> It was so fucking fucked up of me, and I, I'll never do it again. Powerful. I'm just. Tr- You're sleeping. You're drifting into sleep I'm right trying now. Trying to get acclimated for the uh, for the New York trip tomorrow, and I'm afraid that I'll be super soaked the entire time. Yeah, you're gonna be wet. You're gonna be cold. You missed the one bright day. Um, all right. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for submitting your questions. If you have your own theme songs or questions of your own, send them all down to if I were you show at gmail.com. For more, if I were you, you can always check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash JA. That's right. An episode every single week that you can't hear unless you're a member over there. And you can even see it. That's right. Look at us answering questions. If you think this is funny, wait till you see the faces I make. The opening (laughs) theme song was written. Oh, right. That, um, what was the Jesse J cover? Jacob K. And this closing one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, closing one is uh, take your uh, time. Best advice? Yes. Best? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. No. Oh, right. It's your the it's a goddaughter theme song. We've gotten so many requests for Jake to be the godfather of um, P 
people that this is an actual song that's awesome me and my godchildren really appreciate it i love all my godchildren with all my heart shout out to my my boys and girls out there um all my sweet little godchildren (laughs) aka my real children aka i am a godfather and also a real dad now this is appreciate it this is mimi millard uh thank you for considering my application to be jake's goddaughter and i look forward to hearing your adoption attorney very soon original song Mm -hmm. by mimi and kai we're in dc do a show here okay mimi and kai we should and thank you to jacob k and thank you guys for listening we'll be back of course next week always ciao everybody peace i want to be your goddaughter really has nothing on me I want to be your goddaughter Rhiannon has nothing on me I would be the goat of your adoptions Renew your passports and be in your bottles Yeah Your goddaughter I want to Oh, she's beautiful. Oh, my God. Mariah has nothing on me. If you want some craisins, man, I got them. Soup to nuts, I'll be your best starter. Yeah. Your goddaughter. I want to be your goddaughter. Those words were out of context. That was a HeadGum Podcast. Hey there, podcast listener. Good news. We're doing another HeadGum Happy Hour in New York City. Whoa, that's amazing news. Amir, why don't you tell the folks when and where it is? Okay, fine. It's Tuesday, May 7th at 7.30 p.m. at the Bell House. Okay, and why don't you tell everybody who the fucking hosts are? Yeah, that would be us. It would be, uh, we're hosting it. It's Jake and Amir. Okay, and how about this, you little piece of shit? Why don't you tell everybody who is going to be performing? Who is this show featuring? All right, I don't appreciate being called that, but it is featuring Charlie Bardet, Natalie Rodder, Leitman of Exploration And why Live. don't you tell them, excuse me, why don't you tell them who else it's featuring? Yeah, Millie Tamara's and Elise Morales of the Go Touch Grass podcast and some surprise guests as well. More, yes. And Mir, why don't you go ahead and close this out now? You say something like, thanks for listening. We'll see you at the yeah. show or something like that. Why don't you go ahead yeah. and do that? Hmm? Okay, I will. It's, hmm? it's, Can uh, you do that? So go buy a ticket at headgum.com slash live and we'll see you there. All right. Bye.